It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Got a little spring football to get to coming up in about 30 minutes from now. Ooh, is that is that big time news? You have a smile on your face. Well, yeah, we we uh, my girlfriend and I got approved to uh, our apartment application. Yeah, let's go. So yeah, it was good news. You want to have a drink? Celebrate? Sure. I yeah, got I, I got I got to go heat up another coffee. I got a vanilla bean coffee back there. We got decaf. We've got donut. And let's part. There's some water. You want to go real crazy? You want to have a soda? There's some Dr. Pepper back oh, there. Let's, let's get wild. I don't even know the last time I had a soda. And every single time I go back to our fridge, I think, is this the day? Soda looks pretty good. And then all of a sudden, little devil's on your shoulder. He's like, yeah, I drank it, dude. You haven't had one in a while. It's only 150% yeah. sugar. No yeah. big deal. And that little devil's like, you look fat as you know what anyway. So, I mean, just drank it. <laughs> what's and then, one more pop? What's that going to do? Then the other side, he's like, bro, it's been a long time. Doing real well. This you is can a good, do this. This is a good run you're on right here. Don't ruin this. Don't don't do this to yourself. What's the what's the healthy healthy feel healthy and skinny feels better than good tastes or something like that? I mean, obviously, I'm still very much rolling on the skinny side because whenever I so they say Toby Toby's got this very you know well for me. He's got, a, he's got a nice jawline. He's got a nice jawline, chiseled, handsome dude. I, my, it looks like I'm going to go see who's the doctor that tells them that you need to, uh, you need to watch what you eat. Um, you need to, you, you <laughs> can't think of the doctor's name. It's you on still the six pretty good. Life. No, I got to stand next to Destiny Martinez and Aaron Miller. I'm doomed boys. I'm doomed. Uh, well, it'll be, fun. that would be challenging for many people. But that's true. Jim writes, Jim in Arlington, I love the shout-out that Plank gave to his new hometown, Goldsby, after the moonshot. I panicked because I was going to say she hit that one towards Tulsa, and I knew – this shows you how much some of you freaking trolls live rent-free in my head. I knew there would be someone that would say, if she hits it over the left-field wall, that's not head towards Tulsa. You idiot. Headed more towards, I don't know, Newcastle. Regardless, it was awesome. Haley Lee was pretty happy afterwards. Geographically. Geographically, are you a moron? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I really am a geographical moron. I mean, I think Parker still makes fun of me for being mad or shocked that South South Dakota wasn't in another time zone. He's like, you realize it's straight up. I'm like, no, it's not. We looked at the map. I'm like, yeah, it is. Weirdest play from last night. You ready? And then we're going to get to this golf talk. Anything catching your eye early here in golf before we table it for a second? I don't think anyone's. No one's going Kepka crazy. Kepka versus Rom. Yeah, Kepka versus Rom is going to be fun. Kepka uh, is now the leader at eight under. Rom at seven under. Um, I saw something that I've seen happen three times. There was a three-one pitch. And the tech hurler threw strike three or threw strike two. The catcher thought it was strike three and threw the ball down to first base. Okay. Well, that's considered a delay of game in softball. Ball four, Haley Lee gets the base. Oh man. It happened earlier this year, and it was again something that benefited us. 
But Josh, I went back. Coach Rocha reminded me, and it it jarred my memory last night after the game. That happened to Oklahoma last year. That happened to us, and I think it was pretty early in the season. Kinsey Hansen threw one down on what she thought was strike three, and it ended up being, um, it ended up being strike two. But it was only like a one and two count, so it made it two two, or maybe it made it three two. And I remember on the broadcast being so triggered. I'm like, why would they just give an extra ball? Blah blah blah, and. A couple people eloquently, but a few people not so eloquently. It was like, you dummy, it's a delay of game rule in softball, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, when it happened. Before you know. So, of course, when it happened last night, what's my approach? Well, as you all know, as you've all learned by As anybody with a brain would know. Anyone who follows this sport would know. Any real fans. That's fun. Oklahoma wins three zip. Sooner baseball, tough one last night, falling to Baylor. We'll see how the... We'll see how the weather holds out. We didn't have any adjustments in start time for baseball, right? I didn't miss any late-night texts on that front. Baseball didn't go all Benjamin Albright on start times or anything like that. 6.30 first pitch. Toby will be on the air with a 6 o'clock pregame show on our flagship for the Ref Radio Network, AM 1400 and 99.3 FM. All right, uh... Well, how about this from Dallas Bill, by the way? Love me some Dallas Bill. He writes, I know you can do it. I know you can say no to soda. For me, it's been since June 19th of 2007 since my last Dr. Pepper. So, do I crave it? Yes. But I know you can do it. Damn, Bill. Wow, that's that's from DB. Yeah, sixteen that's, uh, years. That's very uh, last time since I vomited Seinfeld esque. Yeah, know, to know that which, exact. Which, which day. by the way, how much of a Dr Pepper problem did you have, Dallas Bill? That you remember the exact final day that you did you had to cut it off. Are, yeah. are we are we talking John Daly with his Diet Coke kind of a problem here? Diet Coca Cola. Very clear on that. Where he has to take like cases of them wherever he goes. I last had my final Coca-Cola, said no, turned away from that sugar-filled beverage. I now only drink Diet Coke. It's just got the fake sugar. Yeah, I'm not a – and you know what I f- found? If you quit soda, like if you drink – I don't know a lot of big soda drinkers. I don't know people anymore that go to, you know, Loves or On Cue or QT or wherever and get that beast cup and yeah, just massive fill jug. it full of, like, Dr. Pepper. I just don't know. They get iced tea or water or whatever. So I kind of feel like it's declining a little bit. But Yeah, well, it's not. I don't think it is. I think it's still here. And I, oh, it is so addicting. I would lose at least 15, 20 pounds if I tr- stopped drinking pop. I've never noticed that you drink that much. Uh, I, well, I, I I drink pop when I when I have meals. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So when you go to the restaurant, they're like, what do you want to drink? You're not just water. You're like, I want a Dr. Pepper. I want a Coke or whatever. You know, not even really out at the, at the oh. restaurant. I'll have water, but. At home? I, like, I like a, like a, like a can of Coca-Cola, a okay. can of Pepsi, or, you know, every once in a while, Mountain Dew, I get a little crazy with it. Listen, I'm not here to judge you. You got to cut that out. No. <laughs> I'll never forget one of the greatest fights between my, my roommates whenever I was in college was over soda. And Cameron Betts, who was I don't I don't even know if he's a roommate, just a friend, was telling my roommate Robert Harris, Hey man, you probably drink too much Coca Cola. 
And Robert was putting back a lot, like maybe you know five to six a day. Five and, to six cokes a day. Yeah. And you got, well, you got to remember too, though. This is like pre two thousand. This and, was and this you're was, in college, and so it just like, doesn't even really matter. And I'll never forget. <laughs> Robert goes, "Oh, it's a big problem with society. That kid was going somewhere until he started drinking Coca Cola. I mean, mad. He's like, you act like this is a problem. Blah, pretty good stuff. But it shows you now. You fast forward probably twenty years later." You might have an intervention with someone if they drink that much coke. <laughs> right, five cokes a day. Yeah, you got you got some problems. Listen, it was a problem. He was a skinny young man. He started drinking six cokes a day, and now he's a. That's two of those uh, thirty ounces. That's that's a big sixty ouncer that you're drinking. Josh, your choice. Pick which path in the book you're going to go. Oh, we got to talk to Mr. Sports. All right, can I, can I do the live golf stuff when we get? I mean, are. are is this uninteresting when I bring up this? I mean, especially with Sergio pushing back. Is this uninteresting? Oh, I, a- I mean, I think people have strong opinions okay, on right. it, but uh, it's not un- It's okay. not uninteresting. All right. all right. Sounds good. Mr. Sports, good morning on the Riverwind Casino call-in line. What's going on, man? Well, I can tell you one thing that Daly has done. He hasn't pushed himself away from the cheeseburgers and the pizza <laughs> last time I saw him play. <laughs> He is not necessarily but, uh, fit. He's not a picture of fitness, but I'd still want to hang out with him. Yeah, I'd love to hang out with him, no doubt. Hey, Chris, I don't know if you caught it on uh, – I tweeted out the other day about you uh, taking off and going uh, down to your daughter's golf tournament. Yes, and, I, I uh, didn't see that. Well, yeah, I tweeted I just, I just basically gave you a little, you know, a little bit of props on that. And uh, there's not a lot of great dads out there anymore. Like there used to be. But, well, uh, you, you also didn't see how I – I appreciate that, but you also didn't see how I acted on the, the course, Mr. Sport. So let's hold on. I mean, there was <laughs> there was a couple laps and push-ups done. No, I'm just kidding. I appreciate that. I just – I love my daughters so much, and I don't think that that's breaking any news for any parent. But, man, they make me so angry at the same time. So, yeah, it's a good balance, but I appreciate that. <laughs> No, uh, I raised, I, you know, I raised mine. So I, I had daughters and sons. So Ugh. I was kind of. Um, son I was a breeze. The, best of both the son was a breeze. The boy was a breeze. I mean, it was like, hey, can you come back and be nine again? It's girls. Man, man they I let know. you know. I don't, well, I don't know, Chris. I'll tell you what. Them boys was pretty easy to handle, man. Them girls, especially when they start to get older, boy, they're just like, if I once I get a chance to see in person, if I remember the story, I'll I'll tell you a story about one of my daughters. Okay, when she decided that she was a uh, independent woman when she was seventeen. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just you know watching this Masters tournament, I I mean I've just I just had a love affair with Tiger Woods my whole life and uh, or my whole golf watching life. Let me put it that way, but. It just seems, fellas, just more and more and more each time. Uh, you know, he just he just doesn't have it anymore. I mean, he's got the desire, he's got the the upper body strength and stuff, but I just don't see those legs just not holding up, and it, it, it's just really kind of sad. Um, I'm just glad I got to watch him during that period of time when he was just dominating everybody. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, anyway, uh, well, I'm going to leave you with this real quick before I go, guys. You know, when I retired, even though I ranch uh, still full-time, but when I retired from the public sector, you know one of the biggest things that I realized I never do anymore? What's that? Is I never wear a watch. 
Fellas, have a good weekend. See, I always feel like I have my watch on me. No reason to know what the time is, Mr. Sports. Because I have my phone. Gosh, I want that live. What time is it? I don't know. What day is it? No clue. <laughs> it's time to ranch. I don't think that's ever going to happen to me, but I appreciate it. Man, only, just, only reason he needs to know what the time is is so he knows what time to uh, tune into you calling first pitch. That's right. I, I love my girls so much, but I want to warn all of you, f- 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 mothers, mothers of children, I want to warn all of you, you dads out there, there is a point where that precious little angel Darling, beautiful daddy's girl, where everyone's like, uh, girl dad, hashtag girl dad, to where they on a regular basis reach and just rip your soul and twist it and just challenge you to a point where you're like, you better go talk to your mom right now. Or, or here's one that you hear a lot around the plank household. You ready? This is one. Better stop talking to your mom like that. And what's funny is I can see it's all stuff that I would do, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's crazy. She wants to be at everything super early. All right, let's go. <laughs> you know, and then I see all of me in them. Yeah, girls are awesome. They're awesome. Um, thank you, Mr. Sports. I appreciate that. I got a lot of feedback, too, Josh, even after the show on the – I was talking about how cool I thought it was – to go out to Fort Cobb and how great the people were out there, the golf course worker, singular. And I just, I felt real, I felt really bad about the shape that course was in because there's state parks and these golf courses that they're not ever going to be Augusta or lush, but they can at least give the resources to help out a bit. So uh, I, I'm kind of thinking about making this one of my charges. (laughs) I don't have a lot of plights in life because I'm usually dealing with my own insanity. But, yeah, all good. All right, it's um, it's a plank show. It is a Friday edition. All right, when we come back, do I get to do the live? Can we talk the live? We can talk some live. All right, we'll do it next on The Ref. (laughs) I uh, I have the mentions up from my show I did this morning. And and the first thing that popped up was someone had tweeted from this morning and said, golf is like watching paint dry. I'm like, nah, no. Listen, have you ever sat and watched paint dry? It's terrible. Watching golf is not a terrible experience. It's it's a good time. All right, two things, two things. So we welcome you, uh, welcome you back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Now, listen, we're all in on softball talk. We'll kick it back up. More Coach Gasso coming up at the bottom of this hour. Expectations to see what Tech might do with the rotation. Plus, we're going to hear from Skip Johnson after last night's tough loss to Baylor. And our top five stories of the day are right around the corner. But when he hit a quick little Masters update, there was one thing that absolutely positively blew my mind yesterday. It wasn't the low scoring. It wasn't Tiger struggling, but still being within the the cut mix, if you will. I was blown away that the Masters, specifically Augusta National Golf Club, blown away that they were cool 
with the on-course interviews. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Rory McIlroy is their player, I guess, reporter slash however they term it, Josh, for golf. But on nine, he hits a shot. And I don't know if he puts the AirPod in or if he had it in or what, but after he hits the shot, he's talking to the CBS crew or the ESPN crew about the shot that he hit. And there's this part of me as an old man that sits there and is like, what are you doing? What are we doing right now? This is, this man is playing the Masters. This isn't the John Deere, for goodness sakes. Have a little respect. But then the, the longer it went, I was like, this is pretty awesome. So I know they've it been. It is really cool, isn't it? I know they've been doing it in golf, but were you surprised at all to see that they were able to implement it at the Masters? Yeah, th- that, that guys would agree to it. But I think there's a pretty serious commitment to. Try to make the game more fun. Try try and make the the product more entertaining. Mm-hmm. And somebody like a Rory McIlroy has, you know, feel however you want to feel about him being basically the figurehead speaker for this PGA Tour versus Live Battle. And there's some that I would say probably the minority because I feel like most people are siding with the PGA Tour here. But there's some that feel like, hey, I've kind of had enough of Rory McIlroy speaking his mind, but. Rory McIlroy, one thing you have to credit him with is he has taken a very sincere approach to trying to help push the product forward from an entertainment standpoint and just uh, shouldering a little bit of, of that load in, in, in the sense of, hey, we, we need to make this more fun, need to make this more engaging. And he literally said at the Waste Management Open, hey, I'm probably going to need a lot of convincing to wear a mic and then sure enough, he's got it. But I also, just a sidebar to that, I guess maybe in, in addition to that, I think that some competitive juices got going too when they saw the guys taking the guaranteed money and golf being a sport that is very, you know, outside of sponsorships, right? It's, it's very rarely about guaranteed money. You got to go earn it. So this was a kind of direct alternate path and I think for guys like Rory and Tiger even because Tiger was pretty outspoken about it they looked at and said no you know this is what golf is all about so I think that plays into it too sure absolutely but Rory being more outspoken so you've got one thing that has not really ended up materializing like I thought until yesterday and that was PGA golfers versus live golfers. Now, we go back. I had a chance to talk to Carl Paulson, who covers the Masters, who covers the PGA for Masters slash PGA Radio. And I asked him, he was there. Is this a major issue? Is this DX versus NWO? You probably don't get that. Is this Flair versus Dusta Rhodes? Is this good versus evil? Is this playing out? like fans want it to in the locker room. Here's what he said when I asked him about it yesterday. been paying close too much attention to that. Uh, you know, coming in, I was hearing people saying stuff like that and thought it would mm-hmm. be a little bit more like you were describing there. And I said, listen, guys, these are grown men that are uh, playing in the greatest golf tournament in the history of the game. So 
they're going to figure it out. They're going to be cordial. They're going to be nice. They're just going to stay away from people that they think they may have some issues with and nothing's going to happen. It's going to be totally fine. seems like that's the case so far. Um, you know, there were some reports that Phil was quiet in the champions dinner, but so be it. Um, but they're all big boys. They can figure this out. Dang it. Dang it. But then Josh swooping in like the content provider that we needed. Sergio Garcia got a little bit fired up whenever he was asked about it. Wait for it. Wait for Sergio. it. Sergio. Hold on. <clears throat> Let's try this again. Sergio got Garcia. <clears throat> third take. Sergio Garcia got fired up when he was asked about it. How normal did it feel coming back here and playing and just concentrating on your game? And- totally normal. Yeah. Just, you, guys, you, thing, guys, yeah. you guys need to stop it. I mean, you guys are making a big deal out of this, and it's you guys. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, I've had nothing but great things from every single player that I've talked to. So just please stop it and just talk about the Masters and, you know. No, I, I think actually, in defense, I think actually he was thinking is this you haven't had as many reps as sometimes you normally would. How did you feel coming playing this golf course because of the No, I don't, I don't think he meant that, but I did I did play one, two, three, four. I played five tournaments coming in here, so it's pretty good. I, I actually I disagree with Sergio. I, I okay. don't think that uh, Well we care. I, I don't think uh I, I I don't think the question was set to be centered around how, how do you feel coming in based on your live Ooh. golfer versus PGA? I, I do think that it was honest. How did you feel coming in here? Yeah. And then Sergio kind of took it to that point. But I get it. Sergio's on guard because he's just been, like everybody on the live tour, bombarded, bombarded, bombarded. And a lot of the PGA Tour golfers, too, with this live versus PGA Tour war, right, from the media. And you know it. I mean, the media, we, we want a good story. And this is a good story. It's a battle. Battle lines have been drawn. It's it's good drama. Golf needs good drama every now and sure then. Sure it does. Sports does. Any sport. Every single sport wants drama. I mean, think if we bring it back locally. Last night's softball game, seeing that OU has had complete and utter dominance over Texas Tech, every time they've met since 20, well, they're on a 31-game winning streak against them, but it's it, – I don't even – I can't even say there's been close games in this series. That's as close of a game, I think, as they've played against Texas Tech since I've been doing games. And there was drama to it, right? And while maybe frustrating to some, it was interesting to see how they responded. So every sport, every entity, you don't always need, well, what's the side, What's the other angle here? No, no, it's just, you know, tight game. Speaking of other angles, Josh Helmer – Brooks Kepka's making a little run here as we roll to the 13th hole for Brooks. He is now 10 under 10 under on the tournament. Now, Victor Hovland and John Rahm have not teed off yet. And Jason Day is through the first eight holes. He's one under on the day, six under for the tournament. Is Brooks Kepka going to be the leader after today? Is scoring going to be challenged? Or you think, I don't, listen, I like Victor Hovland. Is he, everybody else going to finish in the afternoon way? Yeah, are we going to get an opportunity to actually finish this tournament today with the weather coming in? Not tournament, but uh, the actual day today. 
What do you think? Well, I think, uh, yeah, the way he's going, he's going to be the leader. Yes. Regardless of uh, if everybody else plays and finishes, I I think if they did, he would still be the leader. I mean, he just looks like he's He's totally got it cooking right now, which is uh, par for the course for him, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily need to be in great form coming in. Finds a way to just somehow in a major championship, almost at times out of left field, go play his best golf. I, I don't know how this man does it at times, but it looks like right now this might be another one of those weeks and would be, what, the fifth in his career mm-hmm. if he uh, finds a way to get it done. One, You want to get a quick golf text in here? Sure. 580-Nate. Tell me if you agree or not, Josh. The PGA Tour being high and mighty, looking down on Live Tour, and then copying Live Tour. Mike's on players while on the course – Teammate type scenario games now, no match play, guaranteed prize money events, raising the player money, earning pool potential. Can one guy from the PGA Tour stop virtue signaling? Wow. In his sweatshop Nike gear, and at least in mid live tour, has brought great ideas and changes to golf. Whoa. 580 Nate, big live guy. There is some. Good points, Nate. There is some pearl clutching that goes on from people who uh, who are with the PGA Tour. It's like, oh, how dare you guarantee money? Hey, go get us a couple tournaments with guaranteed money. Hey, let's elevate these 8, uh, 10, 12 events, and let's pay all of our stars more money. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, let's make it to where certain events only the top players can get in and uh, have access to said money in those events. Uh, go get that magic uh, bucket of cash that we've been right. Hey, when we come back, uh, let's shift our focus to spring football. DeMarco Murray spoke this week. We know about Javante Barnes battling a little bit of an injury. So what does it meant for that position in 2023? We'll talk RBs next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back to the show with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. This is The Ref. All right, let's talk some running backs, shall we? Uh, still to come later in the program, more softball from last night. <laughs> I was laughing at that guy's uh, text thread, too. Um, more softball to get to. We got a, a spring update. Obviously, we're focused on running backs here for this segment. Uh, there's some there's some more news on the Pac-12 front. More news on the Pac-12 front. I don't know if it's good or bad. I guess it kind of – oh, this story, by the way, does follow our arc for every single Pac-12 story that comes out. Right. Um, it starts with something's not right with the Pac-12 media Sky deal. Sky is falling. Sky is falling. Then it becomes Big 12 very interested, and then it becomes – They're going to stay. They're going to stay. <laughs> That's just welcome to the Pac-12 arc of every single story. It feels like, uh, you know, next, next couple of months, I think we're going to have some sort of movement, whether it's TV deal starts getting inked and finalized for the Pac-12 – or uh, those corner schools say later. It depends on who really knows the true story, right? It depends on who's really got the ear of the decision makers based on which angle that Josh just brought up, which angle you want to believe. Okay. Well, this is this is the final year of their grant of rights, right? Is That's it not? True. That's true. Everything is up. That's why USC is leaving and UCLA are leaving next offseason. With no penalty. But it also, it also follows, as someone pointed out, the same timeline of the Big Ten's 
renegotiation. The only thing that's affected, well, obviously USC and UCLA leaving, but the thing that's really hosed the Pac-12 was the Big 12 jumping in front of them and getting their deal done. Yeah, hosed them. Um, all right, DeMarco Murray. I, I, I love listening to DeMarco Murray talk. And earlier this week, uh, he met with the media and really went in-depth on some of the, I don't want to say running back issues, but just at least that room. And that's an interesting, very interesting room right now, right? Because from an experienced perspective, as far as a guy who has been around for more than, you know, one season, you've got one guy, and that's Marcus Major. And in fairness, and I think Marcus would agree, it's not a shot at him. And I know he turned down the opportunity to talk this week. Uh, well, that's according to what uh, carrying those guys had said. But I don't, I don't really know where you find that leadership and where you find that experience. I don't. I had someone ask. It seems like you got a pretty good balance of experience and youth. I'm like, no, no, no. There's one guy with really true experience. Javante Barnes played some, but I mean, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh yeah, he's experienced. Yeah, he's played some. Gavin Sanchez has played one game. So I don't think you have a balance, but I do think you've got a challenge for people to find their voice and find oh, – it'd be nice if I plugged in the audio cord – find exactly what they can be in that room. So DeMarco was asked about, hey, what is that balance like? What's that room like for you right now? It does. It does. You know, I always talk about, you know, the two most important phases, you know, that I feel is winter workouts and summer workouts. You know, I hadn't been through it and, and just seeing um, other guys, you know, get better. But, you know, just the improvement that, that – you know, for myself, on those two, two pairs. Obviously, you're gonna, you know, get better in the season and spring and all that. But as far as just getting stronger, faster, more explosive, you know, um, we obviously got the best strength coach in the nation, and Coach Schmidt, and you know, he knows what he's doing. But again, I'm excited to obviously continue to, you know, obviously, um, you know, get out here and practice. But again, I'm always looking forward to summer workouts and you know, getting those guys bigger, faster, stronger, and then you know, letting those guys kind of take, you know, um, control and, and leadership of, of meetings and things of that nature that we have so um it's, it's exciting times Coach. you know one of the the wildest things is college football which is you know and it, it, there's so much staff there's so many people involved that if you don't there's so much that the coaches aren't involved in right i bill beatenbo says it all the time man you got to commit to getting it done on your own. We only get so much time with you. And it's just crazy how not the handcuffed is in the world, where it, how kind of minimized time-wise you have with these student athletes. So, eh, big to get that focus in that room on summer workouts and making sure you're leading the way, getting it done on your own time. With that in mind, there's quite a buzz around Gavin Freeman and Javante Barnes, even though the Javante Barnes is a little bit dinged up right now, but it's still got the chance to be a very solid one-two punch. Again, um, second year in the system, second year in the scheme, I mean, those, those guys aren't, you know, having to think as much. You know, they're um, 
not calling them veterans yet, but they've worked extremely hard this offseason, um, identifying the defense, understanding the scheme, understanding the run blocking, and again, just being a different maker, difference maker, you know, in, in the in the receiving game. So, um, kudos to those guys with the, with their mindsets. You know, they came in with the right mind. I mean, they've always worked since since they've gotten here. So, um, wouldn't expect anything less of them. And they've been in that room together. So, is it fair to say that? between Javante Barnes and Gavin Freeman, you've seen two guys that have really been able to grow what they've been able to do and grow kind of together in the system. I have, I have. Again, um, you know, we're looking for, I'm looking for a starter, you know, again, I mean, that's that's why we're uh, we're able to you know have the depth that we have here. But you know, just just speaking of those two guys, they've they've always had a terrific mindset. They've always had um, just a great working you know um, habit. And again, fortunate to have them here. But again, we got to continue to learn. We got to continue to grow, get stronger, get faster in all in all areas. But you know, pleased with where they are now. Can I go literal fan on you here, real quick, Josh Helmer? Can I just be literal fan? You may define starter. When he says, I'm looking for a starter, I know the natural definition is, well, the guy who's going to start the game. I get that. Lead carrier, guy who gets the, the bulk right. of the carries. When he says starter, is, is that what he means? I'm looking for, you know, not just old dudes going to trot out there and go, in the backfield. You know, it's that's what I took it as. He's looking for his bell cow. Workhorse bat. Now, I would also probably want to follow up with just because you say starter doesn't necessarily mean that you also are you're looking for a dude to carry the ball 30 times right that's not what you're looking for either so I I'm intrigued by who would be that guy right now Josh who would be that guy in your opinion right now I would have said Javante Barnes, and I think it probably still is going to wind up being that way. But a little cleanup procedure, I think, opens the door some. I think Gavin Sachuk's going to have a chance, man, to be uh, a serious, serious factor to take this thing over as the lead running back before next season is done. But uh, going in, I would still say odds are it's Javante Barnes. And I think it'll be those two. I think those will be your two primary ball carriers. So, really good question asked, and I apologize. I didn't catch you asked it. But in just talking about that running back room, all right, you say starter. What characteristics are you looking for in that starter? Separate that for you. Um, just a guy that you can, you know, rely on every single day. You know, a guy like, you know, Eric Gray was, you know, he's kind of our comfort blanket. And no matter what happened out there, no matter what the situation was, two-minute, um, short yardage, you know, um, situation football. He was going to be there. He was going to get it done. Um, so, again, we got um, we got a great group of backs who were competing, you know, for playing time and competing for that top spot. So, um, it's been great to see, kind of sit back and watch. And again, you know, they they got the right mindset. They're, you know, extremely talented room, but extremely close room. You know, so for us, man, we're we're close as, as hell. But you know, at the end of the day, we also compete. You know, when we step out on the field. I don't think anyone holds it against DeMarco for saying the C word. Um, I My pick right now is Gavin Sawchuck. And I think there's a lot of people that, like myself, get caught up in what he did in the bowl game. But as DeMarco Murray brought up, this is a, a dude that had been preparing like that all season long. 
Um, it's been good, but you know, Gavin prepared the whole year to you know for that for that opportunity, and um, you know, um, you know, he, he put on so much weight. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten more physical, and that was the biggest thing from a year ago. Just being more physical between the tackles, and um, you know, he he's definitely improved in that. You know, last year, you know, just throughout the course of the season, but um, extremely proud of the all season he's had and the spring he's had so far. There you go. So. A rather deep room right now, but also a a room that is a little bit light on experience. So, are you counting on Marcus Major being a guy this year? No, I'm not. I think it'll be Javante Barnes and Gavin Sanchuk. And then I think one of the the couple. Did I of say freshmen. Gavin Freeman, by the way. Every time I say Gavin Sawchuk's name, I say Gavin Freeman. I'm just apologizing beforehand. I don't know why it's something in my head. And then when someone says Sawchuk, I'm like, did I say Freeman? I don't know why. I have no idea why, Josh. But so you would say one, two, Barnes, Sawchuk, in some order, right? Yes. And then I think, I think Caleb Hicks maybe has a chance at number three. I'd love to see it for Marcus Major, but. Until I see it, I kind of feel like that ship might have sailed at Oklahoma. Hmm. I'm a, I'm still, a, I'm not selling my stock yet on Marcus Major. Not selling my stock yet. Let's also not forget a guy that I'm sure. Here's a prediction. I think a guy like Tywee Walker is going to have a big spring game and be the. Uh, Trey Matoire, uh, David. Oh, who was the running back from Illinois? That they'll have big Daniel Brooks. That's who I was thinking of. Daniel Brooks. They'll have big offseat. David Smith. David Smith. That's who it was that everyone fell in love with. He'll have a Tyree Walk. A Tawee Walker is going to be one of those guys that goes out in the spring game and balls out, and everyone's going to lose their mind. Whoa! Look at him. That's like Samaj Perini out there. But I think if I'm if I'm making my definitive projection on April 7th, which means it's official, Josh, and it can never change. If it's on April 7th for a season that doesn't start until late August, early September, I'm going to keep major in that mix. I am. I am. I I would also say I've seen it more consistently from him. I've seen one game from Sawchuck, but damn, I really like that game. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. Except for one fumble. Yeah, no one seems to remember that, right? I'd probably say for now. I'd still put major one. Top of the depth chart? I think trust is a big deal, and I think he's got a chance to really earn it. And he's he's old. He's old. I think I think he's good too. Hey, Major and his issues haven't been about anything production-wise. Been injuries and some off-the-field stuff, right? That was, again, nothing bad. It's just school's hard. I'm a believer. 5808, don't put that in my mind, okay? All right, when um, when we come back... When we come back with the best of the text line at 405-651-3439. You guys are on fire. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. Bro, I cannot, I cannot stop. I cannot stop with the Ben, Ro- ben Albright stuff. I got to put my phone away during the break.
Yeah, I got to. Did you I look gotta, yet? No, I haven't. I need to check some of this drama it's, out. What's, you've been busy during the show. What's going on back there? You got Hawkeye Wire stuff or? Yeah, Chris Murray just declared for the NBA draft. Oh, did he really? Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Was that expected? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of thought so. Keegan Murray guy is pretty good. Yeah. Nice I, player. Uh, I kind of think the Sacramento Kings might go to the Western Conference Finals. I don't know if I'm a crazy person or not, but I'm working through it. 5808 writes, he gives me every single Gavin. Right, it could be worse. Gavin Newsom, Gavin DeGraw, Gavin Rossdale. See, one of those is the lead singer of Bush. I'm not sure which one. Um, <laughs> from the 785. Guys, DeMarco Murray said close as in together, not close like Mike Steely ruined the world word for all of us. <laughs> I I I Thought that's what he meant, but that was fantastic. Uh, five and oh, where's Marcus Major? I, again, I'm still a believer, right? I, I was, I felt like in a lot of ways, maybe because a lot of people knew him, there were some unfair early expectations on him, but being healthy and having an entire offseason healthy and involved and engaged, I think in a very young room, can be a big deal. I don't know we're always looking for the next running back, but I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. And, um, yeah, like Mark and Blanchard, you need an alpha male in there. You need a you need that dude, as the kids would say. So I maybe this becomes a situation where it, it becomes almost a three-to-four-headed monster. But I'm not ready to count out Marcus Major just yet. But as far as stocks buying, give me all the Gavin Sawchuk stock in the world. And, yes, it's based on one performance. That's all you need. That's all I needed. It's a plank show on the ref.